It's another Sunday night in comedy and a whole new year. And tonight we're going digital. We're talking to some of the comedy pairings who have sprung up and gone viral. Not quite overnight, but definitely during the times of COVID. It's Generation TikTok. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, I bottles, putting supermodels in the You're listening to another new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Akeem Optical, helping you see your vaccination appointment more clearly. I don't know. We don't. <laughs> Who knows what this year holds? We're we're into a brand new year of comedy. It's 2021. Is the world still falling apart at the seams? Absolutely. But comedy keeps on keeping on. On the line, of course, we have our producer, Vince Tedesco. How are you doing, buddy? Hundo P, as the kids say. One hundo P. The world is falling apart. This is, is this, this is how bad things have gotten. Hey, Vince, you're going to start using millennial slang now. I don't even know if that's millennial. I think that's... Later, yeah, the, yeah. True that is a little. I think a generation later or, or yeah. earlier, maybe. I don't know. Earlier. Here's the thing, Vince. We have spent literally an entire season so far talking to comics all over the map, and everybody has fled to digital platforms, and a lot of people are doing it sort of out of I wouldn't say desperation, but a lot of people are doing it begrudgingly. Let's say a lot of the comics we've talked to are like, yeah, you know, it's not what I want to be doing, but I got to do something because we really don't know when all this stuff is coming back. The festivals have fallen in line. Everything has gone completely streaming. But the flip side of that, and we're going to get into this tonight, Vince, is we, and some of these comics have joined us before and some of them haven't, but there's been a lot of comics who have sprung up out of all of this and not, not just adapted to all this online stuff during COVID and during the whole shutdown, but actually are using this as a brand new platform. This is sort of their starting point, And I think uh, this is going to be around for a long time after this. I quote the great Frank Costanza of the hit show Seinfeld. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. It's the place to be. COVID 2021. It's the place to be. Online. Online is the place to be. (laughs) But okay, we've got some comics who have gone digital. We've got some old friends and some new friends, but they're all pairs. These are pairings that sprung up in whatever the crap storm is that we're stuck in the middle of right now in the land of comedies. Worldwide, across the planet, if you happen to be at home and have the internet, I hope for your sake you do because that's literally all anybody has been doing for the last 12 months. But guess what? There's more of that to come. (laughs) The world isn't improving. But here's the thing. Tonight on the show, we're getting into digital comedy. We have talked to a lot of comics this past year who have fled to TikTok and Zoom and YouTube and whatever. There's probably 10 other different ones I don't know about because I'm old and I've been sitting in the same chair talking to a radio station. There's comics who have been going on the online platforms some of them who have shied away from that for years and who just want to get back on stage but then there's another breed of comic another breed of comic that the festivals started picking up and i think that the industry is steering towards and that is the online comic who is sort of not looking at these platforms as a plan b but using these as the be all and end all and building an audience that way and we've got some old friends on the show first up we've got paul laduca who joined us not too long ago how are you doing buddy yeah, great. How are you? Not too bad. We talked. So we had you on uh, at, somewhere in the beginning of the pandemic. Again, it's hard to tell yeah. when happened 
where and when uh, during this whole that's right timeline. it was with, uh, Stella I think yeah the beginning of the beginning of the pandemic the beginning of the pandemic which now we're in phase too long. four chapter too long. two or something yeah I don't know yeah. what it is it's like a it's like the Star Wars franchise it's just they're just going to keep pumping it keeps out going just keep it just going, keeps going. Get any better yeah and here's it. the thing we had you so yes of course you were with Paul Stella comedy and you guys built up this whole following and sort of you know, you put out all these sketches that went viral and you built this whole cult thing way before COVID. We had you guys on the show two seasons ago talking about this stuff. Uh, but yeah. now, of course, you've teamed up with a Montreal comic. We had also sometime during early COVID. <laughs> we have <laughs> Matt Gufrida, which I probably munjicaked the crap out of your name again, my friend, <laughs> over in Montreal. No. How no, are you doing, buddy? That, that, was, that, was, that was great. I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks. How, how are you doing? I really did. I nailed it there. With Paul. Sorry, you said it right. You did it right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, See, I'm learning. Oh, yeah. Perfect. There we go. So munja cake is an adjective right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm munja caking it up. So here's the thing. I mean, yeah, we've had you both on uh, this season while we're talking to comics everywhere, just sort of figuring out what people are working on and pumping out onto internet during COVID and, and what comedy you guys are doing. But it's interesting because we had you guys both on for completely separate reasons. You both built your own followings. You both had your own streams of content out there. And at some point from Toronto and Montreal, you both fused together. And you're like a you're like an online comedy supergroup now is what has happened basically. <laughs> Very nice. Very you're nice. the traveling Wilburys of digital comedy, which Anybody listening at home that watches digital comedy on TikTok, 1,000% has no idea who the Traveling Wilburys are, but that's fine. So how did this whole thing actually come together and happen? How did you get, were you guys watching each other's stuff? Were you fans of each other's? Usually comics don't admit to that, but how did this whole thing come to be? Paul hired me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford this guy yeah right uh, uh, we've been following each other for for years though uh and and we kind of built a friendship off of that we were both fans of each other's comedy um for it's got to be almost three four years now right Matt? yeah, exactly. yeah. well i mean i mean it, it's it's been about three years now that i'm doing this and you right. were one of the first uh, people that I ended up finding uh, online doing something similar, doing something that I wanted to do. And, uh, and I just, I, I love your stuff ever since the, I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're on a radio yeah. station here. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just being honest. And uh, yeah, and it was, it was always like Toronto, it's obviously it's not too, too far away, but it was always, uh, I had always wanted to work with Paul. And it was just, uh, and we made that happen this year. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Same, same, same here though. Yeah. I swear, I swear to God, it's not, it's not, just uh, say nice things about each other. I'm, I'm a, I'm a true fan of what Matt does. It's, it's the truth though, because you, you, you know, especially when you're starting out in anything, you try to find people who are like-minded and, and uh, you know, surround yourself with people who have the same, um, you know, value uh, with what you do. You know, I had the same values for what you do. Um, and he uh, is one of the hardest workers I've ever met, and one of the most talented I've ever had the privilege of working with. Um, you know, not just with his characters, just he's a not only he's not only he's a great guy, but uh, you know he's uh, he's very very like uh, talented and quick witted and like the improv everything we do together it's just the chemistry is was there from the get go um, and yeah. We, yeah it was this past it was through the pandemic that we got together the first time um, and we just we discuss ideas and then we just go with it we nothing's really scripted with what we do we just kind of 
bounce off each other. And it, and every take is like, okay, we're going to try and make this one a little bit shorter. Let's, let's go. We're going to talk about this, this and that and whatever. And we, then we just have so much fun going through each scene that, that it just keeps going. And then well, that's, that's interesting. I think too, about you guys coming together is, you know, cause Paul, when you were doing all the stuff you you've done with Paul Stella comedy, I, mm-hmm. the, the sort of, the highlight there was the fact that you two were such polar opposites. You're sort of this, you know, it's sort of the right, it's a different dynamic. couple, right? The completely different yeah. dynamic. And that was sort of where the comedy came from. And that's what people related to. Whereas with you guys, you do have such a similar sort of sensibility and where you're coming from and what you're doing with your online comedy. How does that work, by the way, collaborating? I mean, we were talking early on into the season. We, we had the new cast of the second city on with us and they were saying, you know, this is the first time in history where, we're getting ready to launch a new season and a new main stage show without ever having been in the same room together. The only time we're going to physically see each other in person is opening night backstage for about an hour and then it's live and that's it for you guys. What's the process of going back and forth and coming up with these ideas and sort of bouncing it off each other? Uh, I mean, generally we um, like being in Montreal, Toronto, I kind of just come up with the ideas over the phone or on text or, Sometimes it's just we're, we're talking about something we filmed last time, and then um, and then basically like I'll I'll text something and then he'll be like that's our next video and then that's it like like on a, a short sentence two three words we'll figure it out and then it's when I come down to um, so far yeah when I come down to Toronto we'll end up just like okay this is the idea how do you want to start it middle this has to kind of happen and then we got to end it here and let's just go and press record and that's it. It's a genuine laugh between the two of us. It starts with a genuine spark that way. And uh, and then we just have fun with our characters. And and it's just by chance that our characters, the different characters that we both have, mesh so well with each other. Um, And it's a perfect uh, balance between the characters that I do and the characters that he does. And and we, we pair them up for different types of sketches that we do. Which I think is the, I think that's the best starting point because you don't get to have that same, you know, we don't get to do that thing right now where you're testing it out in front of, in front of a crowd. So I think the most organic thing you can do is like, you two are just having fun with it. If it makes you, if it makes each other laugh and passes the laugh test with you guys, put it out there. You already have an audience. You're bringing, you both come to the table with your own built-in audiences people are going to react to it. Uh, but I want to get into more of exactly what kind of stuff you guys have been putting out there and where you guys see this whole wave of what we've been calling generation TikTok. I mean, where you see all this online comedy going. Cause I think even if the clubs reopen tomorrow and festivals are back tomorrow, I don't think this is going anywhere. I think we're going to see this being a whole new avenue that sticks around and, and for good reason, but we're going to get into it. We're going to come back with more Paul and Matt right here on inside jokes on global news radio, 640 Toronto. Hey everyone, this is John Cullen, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on AM640. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you book an online vaccine appointment more clearly. How about that? We just have all these great COVID slogans that I hope to God... This time next year, we aren't still using, but who knows? Who knows? That's why tonight we're talking digital comedy, because we know you're sitting at home looking for a reason to laugh. We got two guys right here who have come together 
like two forces of digital comedy from Toronto and Montreal and formed a power duo. That's what we'll call it. A power duo of online comedy. We've got Paul and Matt on the line. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm curious about you guys. What what your take is on this? Do you guys is there anything that you guys have really been hesitant to tackle so far or have been maybe wanting to? Because here's what I'm noticing in comedy this year is we're sort of in this weird catch-22 right now where, you know, the job of comedy is normally to tackle whatever's happening around us and sort of take the piss out of it and take the power of it and, and, and you know, full laugh at the scary and the unknown and all that stuff. I can't think of a time more ripe for that than the time we've just been living in with everything going on at the same time. But a lot of comics for one reason or another are kind of afraid to touch that stuff. I mean, you look at all the late shows that have been broadcasting from home for most of the year. A lot of those late show hosts now every night, it's like a Ted talk. Like (laughs) they're getting out there and and doing these, like, you know, they're, they're, they're giving their own takes on, on social politics and all that stuff, which is fine. They have the platform to do that. But part of me also thinks that this is a time where a lot of comics could be stepping up and saying, you know what, we are an essential service right now because there's probably never been a better time in our history where people really <laughs> could use a laugh. So is there stuff that you guys have been kind of tiptoeing around that you think maybe we should ha- tackle some of this? Well, I think I mean, Matt, Matt already posts, Matt posts hilarious comments on anything that the government is putting up. <laughs> and he, he posts it. I don't know what you call it, Matt but it, it kills me every single time because he's definitely commenting, especially when it's Montreal related. Um, it, it's just hilarious. The comments that he has uh, as a snapback to what's actually going on out there. So Matt's on. Matthew, on who's your mayor in Montreal? Uh, Valérie Plante. That's right. Valérie you Plante. tear her a new yeah. a-hole like every week. I love it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. You, you really like stick it to her almost every week. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, you know, I mean, look, there's this what's going around the world right now, and then there's Quebec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Quebec, which is like like a whole whole other breed of 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 stuff, I guess you can say. You know keep it clean. <laughs> you know what, though, Matt? I mean, that's kind of what Quebec does. Quebec likes to do their own take on things. It's like, oh, the the rest of Canada is doing it this way. F that we're do- tabernacle that we're doing it the Quebec way. So even a pandemic, even a pandemic applies to those rules, you know? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I'm grateful because it gives me daily content. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful, uh, very grateful for that. But uh, yeah, that, that was my kind of um, take on this was just, you know, take whatever's happening right now. We're all in this together um, and um, just kind of take the funny out of it. Right. And um, yeah. That's I, the I thing. I mean, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say. I think. I think Matt has a great angle on that because, you know, to address your question more directly, like I, I want to stay stay away from the COVID stuff. Uh, I've done a. I've done many videos actually on mask wearing or not mask wearing and and try to put like a you know a funny spin that everyone can laugh can laugh about it even if you are a, a, you know for the mask or not for the mask. Um, but I just I think that everyone is so exhausted with all of it. Uh, I think it's important to be able to laugh about it hundred percent. And if I try to find, you know, better ways to spin um, what's happening just as, as Matt has with, with those comments, instead of directly poking at one side or the other, because we know that everyone has never been more divided than they are right now. 
I, yeah. and that's my personal opinion, but I think it's very clear. Um, divided on everything. I think everything out there is complete. You know, there's misinformation everywhere. There's information that people aren't paying attention to that they should. And that goes for both sides. I'm not saying for or not for what's really happening here. Um, but as far as comedy goes, and, and you know what we're all trying to do here, I think it's just, it's, it's, I try to make sure everything stands out uh, and, st- and stays apart. You know, I, I like to have my personal, personally, my page, I like to have um, catered to more stuff that just makes me laugh, makes everyone have a general laugh about something. Still relatable, but a general laugh instead of feeling like I'm forcing it down somebody's throat, what they should believe or what they, because I don't really, I don't care to do that kind of stuff. I don't well, need to be right about anything, you know? I, I think it's true too, because I mean, there's, yeah, it is sort of a two-sided coin. I mean, comics for sure get to have that platform where it's like, okay, I'm going to address the stuff going on in the world and find the humor in it and take the fear out of it and all that stuff. But at the same time, there is this sort of level sometimes of, you know, being too sanctimonious about that, where it's like, oh, I have this platform. I have to, I have to have a social message. And I think we've been trying to put too much medicine in the candy in the last few years. And I think right now, yes, it is a good time to talk about that stuff. But I think there is also that pure element of escapism that we do need because we have been stuck in this crazy news cycle for a year now and who knows how much longer and yeah, it's not but, you know it's, it's not just the pandemic it's also like you said i think everybody's divided because people are basically human beings are like a rabid dog backed into a corner right now <laughs> it's pretty much yeah, what every way, but but then you have the cancel culture of it all which i'm sure you guys have addressed yeah. before on your show and the problem is when you hash because what we do relies heavily on hashtags okay yeah and making yeah. sure that our videos are found properly on tiktok and instagram specifically and when that happens and you have anything, if you hashtag COVID or anything like that, it immediately gets put through a filter and a process that can take down your stuff due to misinformation, even if it's just a joke. I know TikTok does that all the time. Even if, you know, they'll, they'll flag videos that aren't sexual that uh, they claim are, you know. If you well, have you can thank the president for that. that. Yeah, well, whatever. You can blame everything for that. It's <laughs> not just the president, you know. It, 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 everything is, uh, is too sensitive. At the uh, at the time, in my opinion, and that's yeah. why you know you, you know you can play. There are so many comics to have that the edgy stuff, and we all miss that. You know, maybe stuff like the old Eddie Murphy stuff. Maybe that's the Richard Pryor stuff. Maybe that stuff will never come back because it's just too much, right? Well, and I think I think we do need some of that just pure, like just yeah. good escapism and just like being able to laugh. And we need a little bit more camp because I mean, yeah. this is a time right now where there aren't a lot of ways to distract yourself. It's like work grocery store, home. And sometimes all three of those things take place in and around the same place. There's not, you can't go sit in a movie theater and unplug for an hour and a half and dim the lights. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to a live comedy show. So, I mean, all of the stuff that you guys and and comics like you are pumping out there, it's like, there still needs to be that avenue where people can just unplug from all this insane stuff going on around them that we're just living in 24 seven and go, I just need to laugh and forget about the situation. And I mean, I think a lot of comics are too serious about it too. Like absolutely everything 1000% sucks right now for sure. But it also, you know, this too shall pass. We aren't going to be living in this forever. So it's like, well, let's step out of it sometimes here, you know? Yeah. I I have a question. Uh, Matthew. Yes. When you guys collaborate on videos, does Paul ever come to Montreal or is it you always coming to Toronto? (laughs) Uh, you know, okay, I, I, you know what, 
this is this is <laughs> this is another issue that we need to we need to discuss. Does Paul ever come to Montreal, or do you always come to Toronto? Yeah, like I said, this this is my biggest issue right now. <laughs> I will come but, to you. Uh, no, so so for for, for now, it's uh, I, I've come to Toronto. He does not let me into the house. I have to stay on the sidewalk. Um, I, I get water, but I mean that's just cool. uh, <laughs> you're just outside his window like John Cusack and say anything, and that's how you guys do your videos. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. So I, I, I've always gone to Toronto. I mean, my, my girlfriend lives in Toronto, so whenever I'm down there, um, yeah. See, there so you go. You get lucky. Paul gets lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we yeah, go. What happens? Um, yeah, I get lucky every time he shows up. He's a what a gem. <laughs> Especially when it's unannounced, which is great. Yeah. So, oh yeah. The most surprised. I think one thing that you guys have kind of tapped into, though, that we are going to see after this, and I have to say, even at, there was one point where I was mildly guilty of this myself, but it's sort of like a few years ago, comics and especially stand-ups. Stand-ups are always the ones that are purest about this kind of stuff, but stand-ups would always you know, it was always the improv people <laughs> that they would look down on and go, well, that's not, that's not real comedy. That's just silly fun and games. That's not, that's not comedy at all. That doesn't Can count. Can you say that about improv? It uh, used to be about improv. And then it was, then it was the comics who were the early comics who were YouTubers and were doing online stuff. And I remember actually having this conversation a few years ago with a friend of mine who I won't name on the air and owns a venue that rhymes with Gomedy bar. Anyways, <laughs> and we were talking about how at the time, and this is a few years ago now, how the festivals were starting, how the big festivals were starting to book YouTubers to headline. So we're yeah. like, what the hell is going on here? They're just doing it because it's a money grab because they have their audience and all that stuff. But one thing that's interesting that's happened this year, and, and we're talking to comics who have been at this 20, 30 years and who never would have touched online anything with a 10 foot pole. And now they've gone to it because it's something to do because obviously their tours got canceled this year and their calendar was cleaned out and they went, Whoa, there's something here. There's a, there's a whole new audience right here and it's fun to do. And actually I think I'm just going to keep doing this even when I don't have to anymore. And I think that's what's going to happen now. It's just another tool in the coffee that a lot of people will use. It's the main tool because because you you need to, it's a, it's also part, it's a a brand new hustle entirely. It Uh, is. And guys, Guys like I, I, I do this, of course, and, and Matt for sure. He, like I said, he's one of the strongest hustlers <laughs> I've ever uh, met because he's he's put, he's banging out a new video every day, and he's constantly working and editing and doing something new, even when he fits my you know time in for us to do something. You know what I mean? And I and I work hard, and then I met this guy, and he takes it to another level entirely. But he's he's earned like the numbers that he has. Um, you know, the same way I built my platform over the years, it's it's because of the hustle you dedicate to online. The online hustle is is might be different, but it's still the same. It's uh, all relative to what the platforms are and what the times are, whatever. Just like a stand-up comic would go up and do all the dive bars, trying to get their experience in and you know make a yeah. name for themselves. Same same way a band would. You know, I'm part of both those worlds. But, you know, the online side, you're reaching so many more people that you would never normally reach. And it's all about that. So if you're asking the, you know, the main question is, 
you know, do you think it's going to stay this way? Absolutely. And it will, it will forever be. It has to be because it's I think so too. Way. Before we let you guys go, because uh, we could do this all day and we, we always love having, having you both back, but where can people find your stuff? How can people watch this content? Paul, go for it. Go ahead. Uh, mine is all at, at Paul Duca or Paul Duca Comedy on YouTube. My TikTok and my Instagram, the same thing, Paul Duca. And I have a new shop now, Paul Duca Shop. I have uh, some brand new merch out, and I'm also on Cameo. So I'm doing private private messages, personalized messages for uh, people having a laugh. and stuff. There we go. Merch and everything. Wow. Yeah, everything. You're like five minutes away from an OnlyFans is what I think is coming <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Which I, already started, which I already started a piggy bank for. Like, I'm just waiting for that. So I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> and Matt, where can we find your stuff, man? Uh, pretty much at uh, Matthew Jafrida. Just, just the name, Matthew.Jafrida on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, whatever else is going to eventually come out there. No merch yet, but I mean, if, if you want a shirt, I guess I can check out a store here or something. <laughs> just buy one of Paul's shirts and Matt will Sharpie yeah, on it yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next yeah, time yeah. he goes to Toronto, yeah. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Thank Keep safe. You. And hey, we love thank what you. you're doing, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And I think you guys are absolutely right. We're the the comedy landscape is totally going to be changed after this, and for the better. There's nothing wrong with more content. You guys are the best examples of that. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you thank so much. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You just remember what your past is. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, planet Earth wide on the internet on the Global News Radio Network. You can stream it at home. And you should because everything is disease filled and out on fire outside. Don't go outside. Just stand up and listen to this show. The world is falling apart. Listen to Canadian radio, regardless of where you live. Anyways, thank you again to Paul and Matt on our last segment. Don't forget to check out their stuff online. But now we're switching gears. We've got comics who also have paired up, fled to online platforms. They're pumping out all kinds of absurd content that people are following. But unlike Paul and Matt, these guys are probably waiting to get back on stage. They come from the world of live stand-up and paired up together after that. We've got Nima Nazari and Austin Alexander on the line. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're good. Thanks for having us. That's always a very literal question this season, by the way. <laughs> how are you doing? You know, it's this year, it's always like, hey, how are you doing? Let's jump into the show. But now, this year, it's been, how are you actually doing? Especially depending where people are calling in from. If you live in like New York, New York or LA, that's a way more loaded question. I feel like. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm in, I'm in the suburbs of Toronto, so I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm living the dream over here. And Austin's also <laughs> in the suburbs, right? So. Likewise, just on the other side of the city. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys are fine. Yeah. 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 You're lining up at no frills. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 
At worst, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. So we were talking to Paul and Matt because, I mean, obviously this entire season of radio has been a lot of – there's been a lot of comics all over North America, and it's run the gambit of everybody. I mean, we've uh, – Jim Gaffigan was on talking about, yeah, I did some Zoom shows, and it was very uncomfortable. But you also have comics who – kind of started out on TikTok and and their own YouTube channels and all this stuff. So it's kind of comics have run the gambit from every walk of life and everybody has flocked over to pumping out content online because obviously we're in a time right now where a lot of your gigs got wiped out and a lot of tours and festivals got postponed or canceled. So people are like pushing out albums they had on the back burner or starting a podcast again or pumping out YouTube content. For you guys, I mean, how did you guys come together and started doing this stuff together? Because you guys both come from the world of stand-up. I mean, Nima, I remember seeing you at the Humber Showcase at Second City a few years ago. So, I mean, you guys both come from this stuff live. And Austin, yeah. apparently you did one of my uncomfortable open mics. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, funny you mentioned Humber. We actually both went to Humber. So, we met there. Is and that sort of where this whole thing came from? And you guys started working together on this stuff? Uh, I think it came afterward. Like it definitely came afterwards. Um, we met there, and so we were comfortable with each other. And then moving towards uh, online content, we started just being like, "Hey, we're both doing the same thing. Let's, you know, we have a common goal. Let's work together," kind of thing. Yeah, and like you know, we we uh, we we always had a similar sense of humor. Just like, for, and you know, we always got along in person. And so I think that's already just like a key point to take when you yeah. want to collab with someone before even knowing where we're going to collab. Uh, just the fact that you get along with someone is really important um, just to, for collabing on videos, because, you know, you also feed off of each other when you do uh, do, uh, you know, sketches and film stuff because, and, and it comes off in the actual video itself. So, um, you know, I think we complement each other well and it's been going great so far, which is nice. Yeah. There's a level of comfortability when we get into the room and I think real creativity can only come out when once you're fully comfortable. And I think yeah. too, and I mean, for you guys, obviously you have that background, like you've always been out hitting mics and you've been working your way through standup, but also both coming from Humber. I mean, you get, you, you, you get a taste of everything. I mean, you're doing sketch, you're doing improv, you're writing, you're doing standup. So you, you already come from that background. And to me for mm -hmm. comics to do, to pump out sketch content together should be a no brainer. I mean, that's, comics have writers brains that's what they're doing on stage they should be filming sketches together but one thing that's different for you guys i mean paul and matt have not really done this because especially paul who was on the show earlier comes from the world of just pumping out these online sketches for you guys what about this advent that's happened this year of streaming stand-up so we're talking about actually going on zoom and you're in your basement with like a white backdrop and a mic <laughs> doing live stand-up and waiting for the emojis to pop up in the bottom corner. Have either of you guys dipped your toes into that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely done a few zoom shows where, you know, it's obviously uncomfortable. It's not the same because, you know, when you're on stage, nothing beats the, the, you know, the feeling of getting laughs in real time, right in front of your face. Right. And then you also build off of that while you're doing your set in person. So, you know, doing zoom shows, I'm like sitting down in my room sorry i don't even know if i'm allowed to say that but um <laughs> you know it's just like not the right atmosphere and you know, i'm in my boxers and i'm yelling at a screen that i can't even see who i'm yelling at and so it's just you know it's it's not the same satisfaction and so i feel like the, the actual performance itself gets dumbed down as well 
and um, it just doesn't do it justice. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, it, actually, I've been making the most money I have been making doing stand-up on Zoom, which is pretty funny enough. Um, because, you know, as anyone knows, as a comic, doing live shows in person, it's it's a tough game to, you know, actually make money from. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think, I mean, and we'll come back and break from this, too. I mean, it's also a question of, I guess, I mean, for comics, doing the Zoom thing is, for a lot of people, it's literally just a place where they can work on new material because they're sitting at home during the pandemic and they're writing and they just need somewhere to go and physically say it to people, even if it's not in front of them. But for the audience, it's like, well, what's what, what's the sort of energy that an audience is getting? Because you're absolutely right. Like, nothing's ever going to replace what the thing itself is you're in a you're in a room it's intimate every single show is its own thing it's organic it's live it's in the moment and there's that element of danger to it too you get up on stage and you have to ride that wave of what's going on in the room and every single time you step on stage could be your best or your worst you could absolutely kill and five minutes later at a different show you could eat it because everything is completely different you have that natural thing with the crowd where anything can go off and i mean when you're at home in a controlled environment like this just spitting into a laptop mic you sort of take away those elements of of the unknown for sure for sure because definitely the format itself is is stand up and you're supposed to be in front of an audience entertaining a group of people where that's it, not happening in front of the camera. that's right it's literally right there in the name that's what it is you're supposed to be standing up in front of an audience but we're going to come back with more Nima and Austin and find out what they've been working on and pumping out onto the internet and where they think comedy is going after this. We'll be right back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Fiona O'Brien and I'm in quarantine in my bed listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you social distance more clearly. I guess that's the only good thing you can use glasses for right now. Anyways, we have Nima and Austin on the line, two stand-ups who have come together during terrible times to pump out hilarious content on the internet for all of you who are at home desperately in need of reasons to laugh. And I want to ask both of you guys, you are putting out these sketches. I mean, the following has been great so far. You always, you've worked together before. You've performed together before. You came up in school together. I think after all of this, I mean, one thing we've been talking to a lot of comics about is, you know, where do they see things going? And will, will, will everything be a hybrid after all this of like live shows plus digital and all online and all that? Do you guys think that, and I mean, both of you being in a city like Toronto and, you know, we have this huge open mic scene here and a lot of it is just, grinding it out and going all over living on the subway and going to horrible bars and corners of the city just to say five minutes to two people who don't care just because you need to put in that time do you think this has been a time where comics have been forced in a way to step back from that hustle and that lifestyle and sort of reset a little bit and sort of live normal uh, well nothing's normal but life right now but sort of live life again a bit and sort of get out of that pattern do you guys see yourself tackling it in the same way after all this um yeah i mean yeah definitely i i for me personally i I, it's been honestly like one of the best years of my life 
in terms of <laughs> ironic, ironically, you know, because are you Jeff Bezos? Yeah, I'm no Jeff Bezos. No, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there one day. Um, but no, I, you know, in terms of actual like not just career growth but life growth, uh, it's given me a chance to step back and actually you know work on myself with my habits. You know, like developing routines and not just like staying out till two in the morning and then you know busing back home after doing a five minute set in front of a dog you know what I mean in an attic (laughs) it's given me a chance to just set back and plan out more and you know develop better skills and you know learn more uh so in a way it's definitely benefited me and I know like when we get back to live performances uh we'll be fresh and ready to go and also have more, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, content under our belt, and just I think a better, you know, uh, set of a b- better mindset going forward. Yeah, I think that was really well said. Um, there's definitely like now that we're pushing towards this digital world, able to reach a larger audience than we normally would have uh, doing live stuff. So you having to travel, you can only be one person in one place at one time, but online you can do that and still reach a hundred people. Whereas you probably would be, like you said, doing performances in front of a dog at 2 a.m. And then um, that's why I think we're seeing a lot of comics. I mean, there's comics that we've talked to this year who have been at this for decades and who are, you know, household comics in Canada and old school road dogs. And some of those comics that went, you know, I flocked over to these platforms and it's a whole new thing because I mean, those, those, those days, especially in Canada, because Canada is unique for this, those days of being able to, you know, you'd have to crisscross the country and play all these small towns and try and sell some CDs and T-shirts and build an audience that way. We've kind of just sidestepped all of that finally. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I feel like and I feel like uh, it's especially nowadays. It's you have to adapt, and the, especially since the, the world is going the way it is with technology. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more digital performances, and it's going to be more of the norm of people tuning into live streams. And that's just the way it has to go. And unfortunately for comics who have been doing it for years, who aren't used to being online, it's obviously at a a disadvantage. But, you know, like personally for me in Austin, like we've got a taste of both of them at the same time where where now we we can kind of fall back onto the digital platform. And then when the live shows come back, we also have that. And so, you know, it's all about adapting to the times and, you know, new things. And that's just... uh, grateful for that for sure I, I i think so too and i think a lot of the stuff that's happened this year obviously the pandemic but a lot of the just things social things that happened around that i mean the the, the climate falling apart and the politics of it all and all this stuff a lot of what happened this year i think has forced us to step back not as comics but just as people and and go i think we've been kind of going too much too fast we have to slow it down here and i think for comics that's a big lesson as well because in places like Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver, it really is completely all about just getting out there every night and grinding and hustling and your entire life is just about that stage time. So being able to step back from that a bit and go, okay, I can reset here and focus on something else is probably going to be good for everybody. Anyways, Nima and Austin, before we let you guys go, where can our listeners check out your stuff and watch, watch what you've been up to? Uh, you can find me at Nima Naz on every single platform on there, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Nima Naz. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And for me, that's Austin Alexander at Austin Alexander. That's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Austin Alexander TV for YouTube. Um, Austin Alexander.
Beautiful. Look at that. You guys got it all unlocked. It's pre-packaged. It's ready to go. And I think I do look forward to a time when when you guys and and, and other comics can actually get back out there and do it live again and, and go back to doing what you do. But at the same time, we're glad to see you guys pumping out the kind of content that you are. And I think... I think, honestly, it hasn't been the big gatekeepers in Canadian comedy that has been sort of keeping this stuff afloat this year. It's been the comics mm-hmm. themselves. There's been no yeah. big festivals. There's been not a lot of network stuff happening. Everything's been on pause. It's comics that have kept this whole thing running, and I think we're going to see a lot of changes there when we come back. So thank you for doing what yeah. you do. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Stay safe, guys. Yeah. We'll see you on stage soon, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. That's our show. Thank you again to our panel tonight. Don't forget to check out Paul and Matt and all their stuff online. And, of course, here in Toronto, you've got Nima and Austin. Comics are going digital. There's so much good stuff being pumped out into the universe right now from the land of Canadian comedy. Because even during a pandemic, there's nothing we export better in this country. That is our show. Don't forget you can tune in to all of our episodes from Season 5 right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring the dynamic digital duo of Paul LaDuca and Matt Jufrida. I'm sorry, who, who are you and why are you in my car? I'm, I'm, I'm brother, so it should be on like the application. Whose brother are you? Because you're not mine. <laughs> this is not an Uber. I see what you did though, bro, but like don't make fun of my name. Please don't hurt me and get out of my car. Bro, me, I'm, I'm not here to like make a fencing on you, bro. You're I'm not just... here to make a fence? No. This is not a fence. You can't make a fence in here. There's no wood. There's no nothing. No. I'm just saying you're in the wrong car. But we're in the right direction, bro, because we have to return this duct tape, bro. I'm doing Christmas gifts. And you're using duct tape for your gifts? Bro, it's like solid, but not this one, because here I bought it's a, a duct tape. There's like a random T, bro. I, think, I don't know if it's like a spelling right. mistake no, or... See, that's what it's called. It's called duct tape. That's what it's called. So there's nothing wrong with your tape. There might be something wrong with you, though. Um, Ouch. Don't like that's don't my ouch. that's my emotions. You're you're wasn't meant to. You're you're directing I'm your sorry. your your fire at there, bro. Okay. Um, but I'm looking for duct tape, and that's the one that I I need. Yes. Because it's more strengther. Are you saying ducks? Yeah, duck. Like, duck. like the geese. Yeah, the UK, bro. Duct tape. It's not duct tape. I don't know why you would think that. First of all, bro. All right, the duck is on all of our coins, bro. Right, like the toonie, the twenty-five. So just a duck, bro. Right. And number two, have you ever seen a singular duck? No, because if you remove a duck, the whole squad, the pack, goes with it, bro. It's meant to represent it, like connection, because bro, they, strength. Because they stick together. They I stick. Got all very of the clever. ducks, the duck, ducklings, and the, duck, right. the duckers, bro, they all okay. They stick together. Okay.